Welcome to the Let's Do This podcast, your not-so-secret weapon for wedding planning, inspiration, inclusivity, and a good dose of sunshine. I'm Maddie Mills, photographer, cat mom, super cool dork, and your host. Let's do this. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Let's Do This podcast, episode number seven. With each new episode that releases, I can hardly believe it. Thank you so, so much for your crazy support. I've gotten messages that you're tuning in at the gym, on your ride to work, and even during your weekend morning coffee. Like, what? Literally, you make me bubble over with happiness, and I cannot say thank you enough. If you'd like to keep the support train going, click pause, post a screenshot of today's episode in your Instagram story, and tag me at Let's Do This Podcast and at Maddie Mills Photo. You know the drill. I'll give you virtual hugs and virtual love, virtual cookies, all of the things. (laughs) Speaking of virtual, today's episode is all about using Instagram to market your small biz. Let me guess, you are overwhelmed by the pressure to post and you never know what to say. You're like, how do I use Insta stories to reach my audience? I got no idea what I'm doing. And the most dreaded thing of all, you hate Instagram and you feel like it's annoying. (gasps) Gasp. (laughs) If that sounds like you keep listening because you need this episode today. Now, Instagram has its quirks. We all know that, but it's been one of the best ways to grow my business, fill my calendar, and most importantly, above all else, connect super honestly and authentically with my Maddie Mills photo family and my couples. Like, it sounds dramatic, but Instagram has actually changed my life. It has awarded me with the opportunity to meet new people, make friends in real life, touch people's heart, and to have mine touched as well, because social media can actually be the most authentic place if you're looking in the right spots. And it can be the place where you put your fresh, modern ideas you have in your business to good use. You already have your story inside of you and Instagram is about to become the best place to let it out. Now, FYI, (laughs) I'm always excited about everything, but today I'm extra excited because I'm conducting my first long distance interview thanks to Zencaster. So who is this magical long distance special guest here to talk about Instagram with you? It is Joelle from Joelle Elizabeth Photo and Heart to Heart Official. She's joining me on the other side of the mic from all the way down in America, girl. And she is a photographer, podcaster, business educator, workshop host. The list goes on. She is wicked. <laughs> there was no one better I could think of to hop on the let's do this train and dish about Instagram than this gal right here. So without further ado, hey, Joelle, how are you? Hi, I am cheesing so hard at that intro. (laughs) You know how to make a girl's heart explode. So thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm so excited. Welcome to the Let's Do This podcast. Thank you. So introduce yourself and tell us how you got started on your photography journey. Yeah. Okay. So I am Joelle Elizabeth. I'm a boudoir photographer. I'm an educator and a podcaster. I'm based out of Indiana. Um, I've kind of like grew up all over the Midwest. So it's anytime people ask me where I'm from, I always have that like three second pause where I'm like, where am I from? Can I just say the Midwest? Like at the moment it's Indiana. So we'll stick with that. Um, But yep, I'm Joelle and I got started with photography when I was 16. Um, it all started because this girl that I used to go to summer camp with growing up, uh, we were Facebook friends at the time. This was before I knew about Instagram. I think it might've been, I don't remember if it had 
it was like the very early stages. So I don't remember if Instagram had come out yet or if it had just come out, but Facebook was where I was hanging out at the time. And she, her name was Sarah. She started posting um, photos as part of a 365 day project. And silly me just thought that it was a school project. And I was so inspired by all the photos that she was posting because they were all super creative. She was trying new things. She was using Photoshop and like editing in new ways. And I was like, these look so cool. And so it inspired me to just pick up a camera that I had and start taking photos of literally anything that I wanted to, like my shoes, a flower in the rain, like a, a door, you know, like the most random things you could think of. Um, but I just, I gave myself this permission to just, you know, think freely and do whatever I wanted and edit it however I wanted. And looking back on those photos, it's like, oh my goodness, cringe. But, um, but that's where it all started. And I'm so glad that I gave myself that permission to be able to just, you know, do whatever I wanted with it. Um, because it really, it kind of inspired everything else that came after that. So, um, I, from there I was in high school. So I, they started offering a photography class at my school and I was like, well, I've been having fun with this. Sure. I'll take that. And I learned a little bit more about Photoshop. And then people started asking me to take their graduation photos or their family photos because I was posting all these images on Facebook. Right. So they're like, Hey, she can take my photos. Let's, let's have her do that. But yeah, and then from there, I like this was all still just a hobby for me at the time. Um, at, at the time, I wanted to, I had actually already created my own online magazine. And I wanted to continue doing that. Um, but when it came time to do college, I was like, well, I, I'm still really enjoying this photography thing. I'll just do a double major. So I did a double major in English and photography ended up switching English over to communications about a year in, and then eventually just dropped that major altogether because by my junior year, I had this moment where I was sitting on a couch with my boyfriend at the time, who is now my husband, and I had started getting referred to all these different events and grad photos and you you name it um, for photography. And I was just like, I feel like I'm being pulled in this direction of becoming a photographer, but it's so different from what I initially had in mind with wanting to be a magazine editor. And I just like, I don't, I don't know which way is the right way, but I feel like things are pulling me towards photography. So I just took this huge leap of faith and was like, okay, God, I'm just gonna go towards photography and you do your thing. And ever since then, it has just been the craziest, most fun ride. Um, and I'm, I'm really glad that I'm, I made that decision because I have just been able to experience so many cool things since then and meet so many cool people like yourself. And it's just been that's like the best, most fun ride of my life. That is like, I'm literally gone here because it's so similar to my story because I actually started photography too when I would um, go camping like RVing with my family in the summertime and there was oh, this nice. yes and there was this girl who I would hang out with at the campground and she'd like be around taking pictures and stuff of random stuff and so I like bored my mom's camera and got super into it using like picnic like we remember the days oh my of goodness picnic. that's exactly what I used or pick yeah. monkey yes yeah. yes yep. and I used to like literally how you said you took pictures of like your shoes I would 
would literally take pictures of like <laughs> nails sticking out of boards. Yes, I think I did one of those too. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's so cool. And I also quit my degree to do photography full time too. So it's really cool okay. that you have a similar story to that. I can totally resonate with you on that. Um, when did everything kind of start to transform for you? Because now you, your world has like broadened so much beyond being um, solely a photographer. So how did things begin to transform for you? Like, was there a specific turning point towards growing into the world of podcasting and education? So yes, I'll try to like give like a brief run through. Um, so my junior year, when I had that epiphany, I was like, okay, we're doing this thing. Let's do it. Um, that's when I started getting into wedding photography. And so that was, I believe that was in 2016, um, 2017, I graduated or no, December, 2016, I finished classes, um, like graduated with my photography degree. And then I was working at a magazine company at a t at the time, like a local one. And um, it just got to the point where I was like, I can't focus on my photography anymore. So I left that place and went full time. And that same year, 2017 was when I started doing mentoring. Um, and that was part of what helped when I went full time was like, it was a way to be able to start like, giving back to people who wanted to learn more about photography and make a little more income at the time. Um, but I was super hesitant to do it at first. And it was actually, um, Lyndon was the one who encouraged me because he was like, no, you totally could, you should, you should do it. And so I was like, okay, like, I guess I will. And, um, I ended up mentoring five girls that year and it was, I, I loved it. I ended up going to Utah for one of them and she has just been, um, such a gem ever since. And so I made a lot of great connections there. And then the same thing happened at the end of the year where I was like, eventually I want to host a workshop. I re would really, really like to host a workshop, but I feel like I'm not ready for that yet. I feel the like the imposter syndrome be. is like a yes. real thing. Oh my goodness. It is the worst. And the same thing happened again, where London was like, no, you, you could totally do that now. Like you should do it. And so it's like, <laughs> okay, I guess I'm doing this. Um, and so I did it and that happened May of last year, 2018. And I sold three tickets like a month or two before it happened. And it was like the most stressful experience, just like, you know, oh, boy. <laughs> freaking out of like, oh my goodness, are it is anyone gonna come? Like, um, and you know, going through that whole imposter syndrome thing again, but it was the best time and they bonded so much and it was just I will always be grateful for that first workshop because it like really boosted my confidence and kind of reaffirmed for me like yeah I definitely want to educate more this is part of what I believe my mission is so um since then I've hosted another workshop I was trying to remember how many girls came to that one this morning I think it was 10 but there were 14 of us total and that was just it, it blew my mind um there's just like the whole like community thing happened again, um, where everyone bonded, we all had the best time learning and just hanging out with each other. And I'm hosting my third one in September alongside my uh, biz bestie, uh, who is also my virtual assistant. And that one we are just beyond stoked for. So that's kind of like how I got into the education realm, really all thanks to Lyndon, because I think it would have taken me a lot longer to do it if I, you know, was on my own. His encouragement, like really made the difference. 
people really need cheerleaders in their corner, right? And it's totally true because just because you're a small business owner doesn't mean you think you're all that. And like, it can really, you can really stop yourself from doing things you want because you think that, you know, you're not good enough for this yet or it's not time yet or you get self-doubt. So it's so important to have people um, who are there to encourage you when you doubt yourself. You know what I mean? Because I feel like without support like that, so many people would just like cower in fear forever and never go after their dreams. That's really cool. Yeah, and that's something I've been realizing more and more the older I've gotten and the farther into my career I get is that your support system is everything. Like it is so crucial for you to be able to surround yourself with people who can speak truth into you and remind you how valuable you are and push you to like actually reach towards your dreams because otherwise we get so stuck in our heads that it's just like, you know, sometimes we don't do anything at all. So having those people in your life who can push you towards still, you know, doing the thing is so important. Oh, yeah, like 1000%. And so speaking of support systems and having people kind of rally around you, let's get into the bones of this thing. And we are going to talk about Instagram because Instagram is like the best way to foster community ever. (laughs) Yes, my favorite. So Instagram, like I said, has totally changed my life because it's allowed me to literally be completely unapologetically myself and really reach people who resonate with me and connect with me. And then that way, their experience with me is so much better as well, because they trust me and they know me and we all just kind of like love each other, like one big happy family. So why is it important for you to use Instagram for your marketing? And what would you say to people who are like really annoyed with it and have no idea where to begin? Because I know you are listening right now. (laughs) (laughs) That is such a good question. Such a good way to start it off. Um, For me, the reason I love Instagram is because of the community aspect. I'm all about, I, I mean, like you, I've met so many people who have become really good friends. I've met a lot of people who have become repeat clients all through this little app. And that's the reason why I love it because it's given me a way to be able to connect with people who are in another part of the world. Like you're in Canada, I'm in Indiana. It's like, we haven't met in person yet, but I feel like I know you because of Instagram. And so <laughs> that's you're welcome. Um, that is my absolute favorite part of the app. But I do understand how it can get annoying at times with like, you know, all the focus on followers and the numbers and the algorithm and, you know, things like that. And um, for that, I think the best thing I can say is a quote from Gary Vee. So I've um, I, he posted this video yesterday of a nine-year-old rap rapper who came to one that. of his conferences. It was so good. It is like, oh my goodness, I had goosebumps watching it. But um, he, she was asking him for advice, and his quote to her, or part of what he said to her, just like blew me out of the water. I was like, this is so good. So, um, what he said was. If you just make the songs that are in your heart, if you just make the content you want, if I could get you to just never look at how many followers you have for the next 10 years, you will win. And I think that's what we all need to hear because anytime we get annoyed with Instagram, it's 99% because of the numbers. Like we're focusing on the wrong thing. And for me, it's not about the numbers. It's about the loyalty aspect. You want an audience that is going to have your back. They're going to be your tribe. They're going to support you through pivots and changes and new experiences. And they'll love you for you. Um, And I think that's what you should be focusing on is just cultivating that tribe that is really going to get you who you can truly lead and connect with. 
and just using it to build your connections genuinely. That's my biggest thing with Instagram. <laughs> that is so true. And literally like insert bomb sound effect here. Like, <laughs> that is the best truth bomb ever because it is it's so true. And like, unfortunately, you know, the way that social media kind of conditions us to work is that mm-hmm. it gets us so caught up in likes and followers and numbers. And you can really compare yourself to, which is always like comparisons, always the worst idea ever when it makes you feel bad about yourself. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And I, that's so true. I think that like I said, Instagram has really changed my life and it is a place that if you know where to look and you're looking in the right places, it can totally be an actual area for authentic um, real connection, which is why I love it so much. Um, So with that, you know, I think that the whole idea of being authentic on Instagram and being yourself is definitely a more modern approach to using marketing and social media. So do you have any insight with the peeps tuning in on how they can start to use modern marketing ideas to be themselves on Instagram if they are maybe a little bit nervous about putting themselves out there? Because like I said, I know the the imposter syndrome is real and it definitely took me practice to, to be comfortable with being unapologetically myself. So do you have any advice for people? Oh yeah, I mean, really the biggest thing I can say is just start interacting with people genuinely like stories is a great place to start I love it because you can be a little more personal without sharing your whole life and that's one thing that I think you know when when you say like like I'm all about adding your personality into stories but some people are like okay that means I have to show every single second of my day no you don't have to do that like you can still be personal without giving away your entire life. You don't have to show where you live. You don't have to show the cafe you go to work every day. Like you can still um, keep some things private. Like for instance, if, or when I have kids one day, I don't know how often I'll like share them on my Instagram. If Instagram is even still a thing because their privacy will matter to me. So you can pick and choose like what you're okay with sharing Um, But some ways that you can do it, like keep it personal on stories specifically is like, just share like share some behind the scenes. Um, You can share a book that you're reading. That's something that I like to do a lot because I I really love reading. You can share the coffee that you're drinking. You can uh, share, you know, if you're a photographer, share some behind the scenes of you working on a photo shoot, Um, you know, have a friend come along and take some boomerangs or some videos for you. Um, like those are some great ways that I think are all pretty modern, but really the biggest thing I would just say is just be yourself. Um, I, yeah, I, there's so much that I can give. I'm trying to think of like what the most important things to share right now is, (laughs) but that's the biggest one I would say. It is. And like, that is my cardinal tip always is like, you know, there's little stickers and like gifts and cute little ways you can design your stories and stuff. But like at the end of the day, (laughs) if you are unapologetically yourself with your personality and you're like a positive light and energy and put yourself out there for the people who are listening to you, like they're going to flock to you like geese, man. It's insane. Like people love people who are real because the world of the internet nowadays is so clouded with things that are not authentic and that are like so fabricated. So people are craving realness. And yeah, that's a great point using your stories to really show up and be real at your own personal comfort level because it varies for everyone is always like phenomenal. So yeah, so what advice do you have for people who are really nervous about showing up in their Instagram story? Because some people are actually just really shy and I feel like um, authentic modern marketing should not just be for people who are naturally 
social butterflies and who are comfortable with putting themselves out there. So let's talk about some tips people can use to kind of slowly get themselves into the habit of showing up in videos. Yeah, it can be intimidating. One one of the best things that helped for me was when I was trying to figure out what my voice was so I wasn't inherently copying somebody else that I ins- like was inspired by on Instagram. I started doing my own little vlogs on my webcam. It wasn't anything I was going to share with other people. It wasn't anything I was going to post. It was just for me, but I would anytime I was in a moment of excitement or, you know, strong emotion, I would pull up my webcam on my laptop and I would just start talking about it freely just because anytime you're experiencing strong emotions whether it's excitement or Um, you know, if you're anxious about something like you're going to talk more freely how you normally would. And so I just started doing that just for myself. I'd pull up my webcam and just start talking. And another thing that I would do is I would do brain dumps. Like just, I'm a big journaler. Um, I carry a notebook with me everywhere to jot down my ideas and my to-do list and just like dump all of my thoughts. And so I would start doing the same thing with pen and paper too and after a while, I began naturally talking the way I normally would in my Instagram captions because I was doing that. And so I think that's a really great way to just ease yourself into it. Um, it's a lot less daunting because you don't have that pressure of like, oh, I've got to post this out in the world for everybody to see. No, it's okay. You don't have to do that. You can do it just for you. And by doing it for you, you'll find your your voice for you. And it'll be a lot easier to translate that into your captions and into your stories and stuff too. Which is literally so important, especially if you work in the service industry like I do, where you're actually um, having real life interactions with people too, um, outside of the screen. Like if you're showing up to serve them, you know, through wedding photography or whatever your small business might be. And it, mm-hmm. it is really important that people can grow to love you and trust you authentically and in a real sense because that will make them so much more comfortable which is really like the whole point of everything and I love those tips like those are super concrete to you know journal and make videos on your webcam and things just to practice for yourself so that you can get used to hearing your own voice and seeing how Mm -hmm. you translate into video so like little baby round of applause for that because that is sick (laughs) thank you another thing you can do is just look at your text with your friends and like look at how you talk with them that is a good point because most people who, when they text, they really just like let their free flag fly and they're exactly. just kind of giver. And honestly, like if you, if you are in the camp of wanting to be authentic on your Instagram, there really is no better way to to do that than to yeah look at how you interact with other people and really just be completely yourself. Just because it's an Instagram caption doesn't mean you have to be super professional like me. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking a few minutes ago about how, you know, you can be professional and not have the personality of a slice of white bread. <laughs> it's so yes. true. Exactly. It's so good. I still love that quote. Thank you. <laughs> Stay tuned, everyone. Maybe there's merch coming soon. <laughs> yes. So do you have any recommended apps that you use to help make your IG game easier? Because um, especially for people wanting to give a little bit more of a modern professional look to their Instagram stories and make everything a little bit more streamlined. Is there any apps that you use to help you um, make your stories and make your content? So many. Yes. Oh my goodness. So many. Let's hop on the app train. Um, I, yes, I love apps. Um, so some of my favorites is Visco X. I use to edit all my story videos and photos. Um, and I, I just, it's, I forget how much it is a year. Um, you can download Visco for free, but that only gives you the option to edit, uh, photos, not videos. And 
I wanted everything to look consistent. So I subscribed to Visco X and I'm really glad that I did because it feels much more professional to me. Like it aligns a lot more with what I'm sharing on my feed and that's important to me. So Visco X is a number one. Um, I use Plan and Planoly for um, scheduling. And I, but I'm actually going to switch over to plan completely. I just have to wait for my yearly subscription to kind of like finish up with Planoly. But um, I love plan because they've, they just rolled out their new desktop feature. It shows you like when the best times are to post for, uh, for you or like when your audience is most online for each day. And I love seeing those analytics. They allow you to like kind of set up a storyboard so that you can arrange things. So if you want to do like wedding details one day, a photo of you the next, maybe a tip the third. Um, you can arrange it in that way um, and then add the photos and the captions later. And I love that about them. But they plan is my favorite. You can schedule, you can schedule your posts. I believe that you can also schedule stories. So if you I mean, I'm a big fan of batch working. Like if you just take a Sunday at the beginning of each month or the end of each month, you just sit down, you write all your captions, you schedule them out. And I forget if Plan has auto post or not. I know Planoly does, and I've been using that in the past week and a half, and I have loved it because they'll still send me a notification once it has been posted, but it takes off a lot of pressure of, you know, feeling like I have to interrupt some quality time with my husband to post on Instagram. Like it's doing it for me, which I really love. So um, yeah, Visco X for editing, Plan and Planoly for scheduling. I love Clipomatic, which is, um, you know, you may have seen some stories where people are talking and they've got a speech bubble that is translating everything that they're saying. So that way, if you're in a work environment or you're in school or a place where you just can't have sound on, you can still see what they are saying. Even if you're um, hard of hearing too, or if you have a disability, yes. like hearing impairment, like I do, I'm hard of hearing. And I always love yes. when you have those captions in your stories. I'm like, yay. <laughs> yes, thank you. Yeah, that's been one of the coolest things to be able to use, um, just because it is so helpful for other people. So um, that's a third. Um, and then for like story designs, um, I love Canva. Canva is a really good one. Um, they And then I also use the Unfold app for, um, you know, sharing some sneak peeks of photos and things like that. So those are just a few of my go-to. There's so many that you can use, but those are probably some of the best that I would recommend. Yeah, 100%. And like, I, I have, I use some similar ones too. I use, um, I use Unfold and uh, I actually use, um, I use Planoly as well. And I use Unum to schedule Instagram posts. I use an app that's like similar to Clipramatic and that is called Story Splitter. So sometimes if you're anything okay. like me, you go on a tangent and like, you literally talk for five minutes <laughs> yeah. in your Instagram story. So Story Splitter um, splits up your videos into 15 second increments. And then that way you can post them to your Instagram story and they won't get cut off and everything like yes. that. Um, I use Canva as well for making Instagram stories, especially here on the Let's Do This podcast Instagram um, for announcing new episodes. There's another app called Snapseed that you can use to edit your photos and make them really consistent. There's so many out there and it's just awesome to definitely get recommendations, but there's just a lot out there that you guys can explore to really help wrap your head around making your Instagram look consistent and modern, which is like the whole theme of this episode, girl. <laughs> yes. 
Um, so speaking of resources, you have something too that I am really excited to share with my followers. So can you tell me what that is, please? Drum roll. Yeah, girl. <laughs> so I just recently released my new marketing guide, which breaks down so much more about how I've been able to grow my business through marketing. Um, just, you know, some of the strategies that I've used to expand my my following and get repeat clients and things like that. So you guys can find that at joellelizabeth.com slash shop. And I've got a little code for you. So you can get 10% off with the code Maddie Mills. Oh my God, so, I got a code. There you yes. go. You get a code. <laughs> 10% off Joelle's marketing guide with the code Maddie Mills. That is so exciting. I'm going to put the link to her marketing guide in the show notes for this episode too. So you guys can go Yay. access that. So Joelle, thank you so much. You are literally a ray of sunshine. It is so exciting that I had you on the podcast finally after being Insta friends forever. It all just goes to show that Instagram can actually be authentic. You can connect with people in real life. And I think that, like I said, guys, just put yourselves out there. Help use apps like to make your feeds and your stories consistent. Be yourself. Be authentic. Um, just literally be who you really are. And I'm there's so many actual technical things you can do with marketing on Instagram, but honestly, being authentic and being yourself is the one that is going to help you the most. And it is honestly the most modern tip that me or Joelle could give you because it just means everything. And I'll say it again for the 10th time. It's changed my life. I cannot recommend it enough. So get out there and be authentic today, people. You go do it. <laughs> Thank you so, so much, Joelle, for being on the Let's Do This podcast. I'm really excited that I had you on the mic today. It's amazing. Go Instagram. Go Joelle. Go Let's Do This podcast. Go Heart to Heart Official. It's all happening. Until next time, I'm Maddie. Let's do this. <laughs>